the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear people, it's interesting to note in the animal world how different animals respond to danger. You know that the sheep are notorious for being very sheepish in time of danger. And if the, if the wolf is there and is going to attack them, um, they will not fight back. They, they may run to try to evade the wolf. Um, but they, they will not oppose the wolf's efforts to take their own life. And it turns out, of course, sheep are, are far too slow to outrun wolves, and, and that's why when, when the wolf comes, they're pretty much finished. When a wolf approaches a German shepherd, on the other hand, even though German shepherds are at a disadvantage in, in facing the wolf, yet the German shepherd will fight for its life. The German shepherd will uh, attempt to kill the wolf or at least um, give the wolf such a hard time that, that the wolf will go away. And most of the time, the German shepherd loses, loses his own life, uh, but he is putting up a fight against the wolf. We know that in his first epistle, St. Peter compares the devil to an animal. Um, to a predatory animal, a lion who goes about roaring, uh, seeking whom he may devour. The fact is that the devil is out to get you. He's out to get us. He wants to destroy us. He's very motivated to destroy our souls. Uh, this, this This is a fact of of our Catholic faith, of, of the spiritual world. Um, we, we have, there are angelic powers, fallen angelic powers who hate you and they want to destroy you and they're going after you. They're attacking you. So in, in the face of this, of this situation, which, which is really worse than the, the, the situation of, of the wolf with the sheep because of the fact that <laughs> But the wolf, he's just a hungry animal. That's why he's going after the sheep. He, he just wants something to eat. But with the devil, it's, it's, not, it's not that he's hungry. It's that he's full of hatred. He hates you. He hates me. He hates God. He hates himself. And the only thing that satisfies him is destruction. He wants to destroy. And so he goes after souls. He seeks to attack souls. We can compare each one of us in our life, in in the choices we make in our life, to an animal, um, a type of animal. How how are we in relation to these attacks of the devil? Are Are we like the sheep, or are we like the German shepherd, or are we like some other type of animal, perhaps, when it's being assaulted by some predator that wants to take its life. We know that, that um, some people are, are just like sheep when it comes to the attacks of the devil. But some people, they, they uh, are not at all looking to defend themselves from the attacks of the devil. You know that sheep, they're, they're often very dumb animals. They're, they're, they're very unaware of a danger that might exist around them. They're not on their guard, um, sheep can easily become confused. That's why sheep go off and they, 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 they stray from the flock and uh, they just start, don't have a lot of directional awareness. 
So it's easy for a sheep to, to get lost and get separated from the rest of the flock. And, well, we, we know that, that our Lord compares us to sheep. Um, he calls himself the good shepherd and, and, and refers to us as, as being those dumb animals that are often very confused. And as I say, we know, we know there's a lot of people today who um, just don't have a real direction in their lives. They're not, they're not at all in tune to the spiritual world, to the fact that they have an immortal soul, to the fact uh, that they've been redeemed by our Lord, that, that they need to work out their salvation in fear and trembling, that that's their eternal destiny uh, weighs on whether they're going to make an effort to save their soul or not. They're just kind of wandering through life, taking it as it comes. And as it comes, it's, it's often not the best influences that are being exercised upon them, whether it be uh, the media or their friends or just their own fallen human nature, which they'll just follow blindly. So any person who is just walking through life, doing whatever comes next, um, hoping for the best. They, they are like the sheep in the pasture without a shepherd and without, without any direction. There are others who are aware of the dangers that the devil presents, that there, there is a devil, there are angelic powers who want to destroy us, but they do not have the right means to face off against the devil, or they don't have sufficient means to fight the devil. Um, they may not be, uh, well, they may not have the, the means that our Lord provided. They, they may not have the sacraments. They may not have access to the sacraments. They may not know about the sacraments, about, about the Mass, about Holy Communion, about confession, these, these sorts of things that are the most powerful means that we have in order to fight the devil. They're trying to fight the devil with, with their bare hands instead of using a 357 Magnum, for instance. So, you know, and that's, that's just not sufficient. Uh, you know how St. Paul tells us that, that our fighting is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and powers. It's, it's against choirs of angels. And when you're facing off against someone uh, who's a lot more powerful than you, like the sheep against the wolf, um, then what, what you're going to have to do to gain the victory, you're going to have to have someone else come in who does have the power to defeat the enemy. And in other words, we, we ourselves alone are not sufficient to face off against the devil. We have to do things on our part, um, but we also need God to assist us. In, in today's epistle, St. Paul tells us um, that, that our goal is to to act as if we belong to God in every situation. In other words, what, what we want to do is to have a spiritual life that is sufficiently strong that no matter what situation we are in, no matter where we are, no matter what influences are being exercised upon us, um, we may come out on top, that we may be able to resist the attacks of the devil. We, we may remain in the grace of God. And if we're just living our lives on the natural plane, if we're not doing the things of religion, um, there's absolutely no way we're going to save our soul. The devil will just run all over us in the end. So as they say, we, we know that our Lord is our good shepherd, and he came on this earth, among other things, to show us how to fight the devil, 
how to face off against him and gain the victory. This is the reason why he allows himself to be tempted. This is the reason why he must have uh, spoken to the apostles later on. Because obviously he was by himself when this happened, when this temptation happened. And we can imagine our Lord at some point later on um, speaking to his apostles and saying, the evil one, the tempter, the father of lies will go after you. He came after me when I was in the mount. I was there for 40 days. I was fasting. I was praying. And he came after me. And these are the temptations that he posed before me. Three temptations. First of all, the temptation to sensuality. The temptation to use his miracle-working power in order to transform stones into bread. In other words, to play on our Lord's fatigue and hunger, to ask him to use his power in a way that was displeasing to God, to jump ahead of the providence of God and, and, and make some bread for himself rather than waiting for the angels to come to minister to him. The second temptation, the temptation of vanity, to show off, to be a show off, where you go to the top of the temple and say, hey, look, guys, look at me. I'm close to God. What what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump off the temple. And because God takes care of me, the angels are going to make sure that I do not hit the ground. So I'm going to jump. Everybody watches and they see me do this and they applaud and they think, wow, this is such a great person. This is an incredible man here. The third temptation, the temptation of power and fame, of worldliness. Look at what you can have. You can have fame, you can have power, you can rule over people, you can be very popular, you can have a lot of subscribers, a lot of likes, if you just follow my program. If you just do it the way I want you to do it, I will let you have that power and that fame. The Lord says to the apostles, these are the three temptations with which I was tempted. And we like these things. We, we want these things. We desire these things. We have an inclination towards these things. The devil knows our weakness. And so, so he, he puts these things before our eyes. He says, I will give you these. I'll give, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, this will make you happy if you have these things. It's so easy for us to be taken in. Will we be able, are we able, to fend off these sorts of temptations in our lives? When that roaring lion is going after us, and he's wanting to snatch our soul, he's wanting to lead us into mortal sin, he's wanting to lead us away from the things of God, he's wanting us to attach our whole heart to to mere creatures, and to, to try to invest our being in these things. How do we respond? Are are we willing to fight for the salvation of our own soul? Are we a sheep in the spiritual order? Am I a poodle, a chihuahua, a chicken, a mouse, a lion, a dragon? What kind of force am I facing off against the devil? Our Lord shows us that there are two things, especially, that we need to do in order to successfully defeat the devil. Not, not just now, but, but through our whole life. We have to do these sorts of things throughout our entire life if we're 
to save our souls, if we're to be safe, keep our souls safe from our enemies and reach salvation, which is a state of safety, an ultimate state of safety where, where you cannot be attacked anymore, where you're going to be invulnerable. Like after this life and we reach heaven, we will be perfectly safe. That is what salvation is. The two things we need are the two things that our Lord did during his time in the desert. Prayer and fasting. And these, these are the two of the three practices of Lent. The third practice is almsgiving. But, but prayer and fasting. By prayer, we enlist the help of God. We, we, we are continually asking God to assist us. And, and God, of course, answers our request. And he defends us. He acts on our behalf. He steps in front of the devil and prevents the devil from attacking us. I think we all have the experience of how prayer can strengthen us. You know, how we are on Sundays, how Sundays are special. Sundays you go to Mass. You, 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 you recite these prayers, these very powerful prayers we've been reciting for centuries. Um, you participate in this worship of God, this supreme worship of God. You, you approach the communion rail. You receive our Lord himself into you um, as your food, as your spiritual food. And then you step out in the world again, and you're not the same. You're, you're different. You're, you're a lot stronger than you were when you entered the church. And then you, you go on with your week. And if, if you're not keeping up with your, with your spiritual routine, if you don't have a spiritual routine slowly but surely, or maybe even fast very quickly, um, that, that effect, that strength that you receive, it fades. And you feel the temptations. And the, and the world's after you, the devil's after you. It's so necessary that, that we don't just come on Sunday, but that we pray throughout the week. Um, Lent, as I say, is a good time to set yourself some spiritual goals. What, what are you going to do? Perhaps you say, there's this book that I want to read. There's this Life of the Saint that I want to read. Or this, this other spiritual book that I should be reading. Or I'm, I'm going to make sure to say my rosary, a five-decade rosary on my knees um, every day during, during Lent. Um, or some other spiritual practice, a 10-minute meditation. One of the beautiful things about Lent is that there's a different Mass for every single day. In other words, the, the Church has composed a different Mass for every single day. And just to uh, read through that Mass each day of Lent, I think is, is, is very spiritually helpful. So those souls who, who pray regularly during the week, they're, they're continually fortifying themselves. They're, they're continually um, strengthening themselves. It's like they're, they're putting on that armor that St. Paul speaks about today um, so that they're able to resist the attacks of the devil in the world they may find during the week. The second practice that, that our Lord did, and which is explicitly mentioned in the gospel, is fasting. Fasting is, is more like, like weightlifting. It's more like bodybuilding um, in the spiritual world. It's in, in, if prayer is, is like enlisting the help of God to protect us, um, uh, fasting is, is more like strengthening our own powers so, so that we ourselves are able to become more spiritual. This is, this is the purpose of fasting, is you become a more spiritual person. We are very inclined to, to give ourselves bodily comforts and to pamper ourselves. And, and when we pamper ourselves, what, what happens is, is we're, we're not very keen on spiritual things. We're not too interested in praying. We're not too interested in resisting the world. 
we're a lot more vulnerable to the attacks of the devil. Whereas if we um, are, are continually pushing away these uh, sensual, worldly things, we become stronger in our resistance against the devil. And if, our, if, the, if the devil it, like shows us worldly entertainment, if he puts some sugary food in front of us, if he tempts us to immodesty so we can provoke lust in others, we're a, lot, we're a lot more able to say, I'm just not interested. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Recall that the apostles once, they were, they were trying to cast out a devil. Out of, out of somebody. The, the gospel describes this person as being a lunatic. This person was just like raving um, because they were possessed by the devil. And the de- you can think of the apostles there saying, be gone, you know, and, and the devil's like laughing at them. Um, and then they call our Lord and, and they go get him. And they say, your, your apostles were not able to cast out this devil. You know, and then our Lord casts him out. And, and later the apostles were saying, because they were embarrassed, you know, they weren't able to do this. They say, why were we not able to cast out this devil? And our Lord says to him, this kind is only cast out by prayer and fasting. So my dear faithful, there's, there is nothing more precious that belongs to you than your soul. And it is under attack on a daily basis because there are angelic powers who want to capture your soul. Um, they realize how precious it is. They are very motivated to make you lose your soul. So the good thing is you are Catholic and you, you know what the means that you have to face off against the devil. You're not like people out there who just were wandering aimlessly through life. Um, but you, you are well instructed. You know the means that are available to you. But you have to use them. You have to use them. Um, I want to encourage you to make some good resolutions for Lent. First of all, concerning your prayer. Um, what, what sort of prayer routine will you have during these 40 days? Um, it is a very special time. There are a lot of graces that are available to you right now if you, if you make a good resolution. Also, with respect to fasting, how will you fast during Lent? Will you have an entertainment fast or a smartphone fast? Those are very good fasts, like a food fast or a water fast where you only drink water during Lent, or an alcohol fast where you, where you not drink alcohol during Lent. There's, there's so many possibilities, a lot of, of good possibilities um, for both of these things, the prayer and the fasting. So definitely engage yourself in this holy battle against the devil in the time of Lent. Yes, uh, make yourself one of those animals who uh, really wants to, to face off against his enemies, uh, defend your own soul so that, you know, um, as you go through this life, you're, you're successfully able to defeat the devil, and then one day you may be safe with our Lord in heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.